remember what the name of my podcast is? Passing through a vegan. Passing through a vegan door podcast. Passing through a vegan door podcast. Stop all animal agriculture. The best thing to do is just getting someone to cut down a little bit. What the fuck are we doing to this planet? <laughs> Does anyone have any final thoughts that you like I think that's inspiring for people to be part of it. We recently surpassed 1,000 downloads on this podcast. And I thought I would use this as an opportunity to um, reflect, because that's the point of milestones really isn't it that's why we celebrate birthdays and why we celebrate um anniversaries and things like that we 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 celebrate um these milestones and hopefully use them to um reflect on the previous milestone um i mean this is like the first one so we'll just reflect on the start of it um and i suppose it's about perspective really because you could hear a thousand downloads and think oh well that's nothing i got a thousand likes on my instagram photo the other day of me naked in a bathtub um you know that's nothing but for me to get a thousand downloads around the world in what six months on an audio only podcast about um, veganism is pretty cool you know and, and these are substantial listens as well these aren't you know a quick li- a quick click and someone's thought oh no i wanted you know passing through a let's kill an animal door you know maybe this isn't for me you know these are like substantial listens um where they've realized what they've clicked on and thought okay i will continue to listen to find out more um and things like that it gives me hope and hope is the best thing that you can have in a world where you know you think there's there's no these problems are too great for one person to um to deal with so for just one other person to share um, similar morals and beliefs and have the same goals for the world as you, um, it gives you hope that these problems will be a thing of the past. So yeah, I'm going to use this as a time of reflection because I haven't done that yet really. Um, and. I feel like a lot has happened since we started this podcast last year. Um, You know, when I started it, I was... I felt like I was trapped in my studio flat in Manchester. It was very small, and I had broken my leg, and the lift didn't work. Um, So I was trapped for a good, like, two months... Um, I was in a cast for like four, four months and I was on crutches for still like five months. But during that time, it did feel like I was trapped. The only kind of help that I got was 
my friend Callum across the road who would bring me my shopping up the stairs um, and my mum came every so often to help me clean the flat and yeah it was just me sat on my sofa and I became nocturnal because I don't know if you've ever had a cast on it itches a lot at night so you are unable to sleep at night and bear in mind my whole leg was in a cast so it was very uncomfortable so I would sleep in the day and then I would be awake at night when no one else is awake and it's just me and my phone and the TV and that was it um and it wasn't great I'm not going to lie and I suppose during that time I consumed a lot of like content through my phone and the majority of content these days is doomsday stuff and a combination of seeing things on my Instagram of people going out and eating meat without a care in the world and it just made me think why am I the one to bear this responsibility to make change um, when I'm unable to do it physically um, and I think that puts a lot of strain on you um, mentally and yeah it was difficult so I made this podcast as something to do with my time and hopefully give me some sort of gratification of of you know changing people's minds and putting the you know voice of um, veganism out into the world and for people to maybe think a little bit before they um, go to Nando's or something like that I'm reading a book at the minute that my friend Benjamin got me um, and it's called Ethical Veganism um, and it's basically just about how veganism isn't a diet and it's not an opinion or it's not you know it's not a trend it's a revolution it's a it's a political movement you know it's not about the food that you choose to consume it's it's like a philosophical belief that affects every area of your life um and it and these decisions could be the answer to you know every global problem that we face today and if you think that is crazy then you don't know enough about it it's as simple as that i, I think i think i said in my first episode of my podcast the worst thing that we can do is think that we have nothing left to learn regardless of of who you are and how old you are and what generation you're in you know the world is changing constantly we everyone can learn constantly um i'm learning all the time and i think that's the best thing we can do but i think the idea of veganism not being a diet and more of of a political movement i think once people see that that's when real change will come reflection on from when we started this podcast um back in august um yeah i was i had a broken leg and i was living in manchester i was feeling pretty sorry for myself and now where are we end of march um i'm in the netherlands and i'm working at a seal rescue center and life's pretty cool i i think i'm really good at focusing on the doomsday stuff and and um 
I think that's where a lot of my anxiety comes from when you kind of think the worst all the time. I think sometimes it's good to sit back and, you know, look at the things that you've done, you know, in your personal life or, or professional life or whatever you want to, whatever you want to do, and look at the, the good things that you've done and, and sit back and, and think, okay, yeah, I'm proud of where I am and the things that I've done. Because I, I think a lot of the time I, I think I've... I think I'm regressing more than progressing because, yeah, I'm probably the most anxious I've ever been in my life. Um, you know, I've had more panic attacks in the past 12 months than I have in the last 24 years. But at the same time, a lot more is happening in my life now than in the past 24 years. You know, I, I've, I've moved around a lot. I've changed careers and I've changed you know I I separated from my girlfriend and I moved house and my dog died and I broke my leg and meeting new people and leaving people and I think so much change and your inability to cope with it can trigger these these things and I suppose it's not come out of nowhere but also I, I think I sometimes need to think about the good things that I've done you know I'm um, if I sit back and think of where I am now, I think I am really happy. I'm, I have a cool camper van. Um, I've made a lot of new friends. I'm, you know, working with seals every day and I'm living with really cool people and, and the podcast is doing well. And I've, um, been offered, uh, to start nurse training here in the Netherlands and I'll be doing a research project that hopefully will do some good in the world in the summer but I think the thing that I'm most proud of is you know the kind of I'd say the secondary effect of this podcast the the first being it helps me a lot kind of I don't know be productive or be able to voice veganism just in general that makes me feel good because it makes me feel like I'm I'm doing something um, positive in the world and it helps with my anxiety and kind of channel that negative doomsday stuff. Um, the secondary is, you know, people listening to it and them thinking differently than before. Um, I think the, the best thing that I can do with my life is show people in a non-aggressive informative way that veganism is the best thing that we can do in the world today and seeing that is unreal it's amazing um my friend sophie who is here uh was a meat eater and now she's vegetarian and she doesn't eat meat anymore and she says that she doesn't think that she will eat meat ever again so to help someone not buy into you know animal meat for the next what 50 60 years of their life the amount of good that will do in the world is is isn't comparable to anything else i think so yeah i'm very proud of me
yeah, I just wanted to touch on why um, I think veganism should be seen as, you know, a political movement. Um, because hopefully when people see that and, and, and don't kind of see it as a diet, you know, like I said, I think that's when real change uh, will happen and why a thousand downloads is so important and why I'll keep going for the next a thousand. If you compare veganism to other political movements that tackle, um, you know, racism and, and homophobia and things like that, we wouldn't um, question it um, because you can't dispute racism. You can't dispute homophobia. So when I saw a video the other day of um, Piers Morgan, I, I don't usually click on these, but I watched this one, and he said, why can't you let me eat meat and I will let you eat vegetables? And we can all live happily ever after. And it's 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 a nice question, you know, it's a nice idea that we can all just live happily ever after and, and there'd be no conflict between someone who eats meat and someone who doesn't eat meat. Um, but if someone said, okay, let me be racist and I will let you not be racist and we can all live happily ever after, you know, let me, um, you know, abuse someone who is gay and you don't have to do that, but you you can't stop me from doing that. That's wrong, okay, clearly. So why should I just accept the fact that you're going to continue to purchase animals that have been killed for your consumption. Um, you know, if you just consider the animals' lives alone, it's wrong. You know, you're contributing to the death of animals. And because it's behind closed doors and they're, you know, considered, you know, domestic animals, you know, they're not considered, um, you know, worthy of of the same treatment that we give dogs. Um, I mean, they are also domesticated, but for some reason we see them differently. Um, it's still an animal, and it still has its own personality and life, and you're killing them um, just for a 10-minute meal, and that itself is wrong. But also, I think why it's such an important political movement, and like I said from, from that book, about how it can solve so many of of the world's problems um you know if i just sat back and let you continue to eat meat it's a it, that's a selfish act on your part because your actions affect me in many ways um for example environmentally the practice that you're contributing to is destroying the world that i also live in and you know if i had children and future generations it affects their lives. Animal agriculture is the leading cause of environmental pollution. It's, it's bigger than um, any plane, any tr any train, any car um, combined in the world. And that is, is true. You can look it up. And it kind of makes sense if you think about how many animals we have in production and, and the damage that it's causing to the world. You know, we're cutting down the Amazon rainforest to provide food for these animals um, so we need all of this land 
for the animals and then just as much land to grow food for the animals that we then eat um you know 50 percent of the whole world is being used um for animal agriculture you know you're using up space for that practice and you know cutting down the trees is 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 depriving the world of the oxygen that i breathe and you know it's is polluting the ocean that also provides you know at least 50 percent of the oxygen that we breathe so there's also you know the health aspect um you know this incredible increase of meat in our diets isn't good you know that's why a long time ago red meat was classes carcinogens in the same way that smoking affects your body you know and that that kind of strain on people's health is causing a strain on our healthcare system that again affects me and my family from you know needless from needless care that you know things that could be avoided by not eating animals um by living healthier that's why eating meat is is selfish in, in in those same ways as well as that if you've heard about the you know antibiotics um crisis we're, we're becoming immune and a, a big cause of that is because the animals that we eat are shoved with antibiotics every single day um to avoid disease within um, the animals because they're shoved in such small spaces and diseases can spread um so you know if we shove antibiotics down you know chickens and pigs throats and then we consume them our bodies are going to become resistant, maybe slowly over time, but resistant either way. Again, that's a reason why I wouldn't just say, oh yeah, that, that's fine, you go ahead, because it affects me and that's not fair. And not just kind of in a selfish way, if you kind of think of the rest of the world, eating meat is a privilege. Veganism is not a privilege. And it, it, that's I think that's a bit of a misconception is that, you know, oh, it's okay for you to be vegan and eat these fancy vegan products, but, you know, what about people who can't afford it and you can't just take yeah veganism has become a trend so big companies have um capitalized on that trend and brought out um you know all these fancy vegan products and they can charge whatever they want if they put the word vegan on it that's a separate issue you know that's capitalism there's nothing i can do about that well there is but you know you can still eat just, you can still eat fruit and vegetables you don't have to eat the fanciest product and you know things like tofu these are cheap things i, I think anyone who says otherwise is just kind of defending their, their their decisions to eat meat um but that's not necessarily what i mean by eating meat is a privilege um because we currently make enough food in the world every single day to feed over 10 billion people yet you know a third of the world of our 8 billion people goes to bed hungry um and a lot of that comes from third world countries and this is because the system doesn't work the system works in a way that benefits the privileged so you know the first world countries like europe and um america so in these third world countries a lot of this food is made so that they plant crops um, because it's they're usually around the equator, it's easier to and and you get better yield and things like that. Um, but instead of this food being eaten by those people, they are sent to uh, first world privileged countries across Europe and America to feed animals that we then kill and eat ourselves. So the majority of those um, calories are lost, and deprived from the people who grew them and are lost through the animals um, and we eat them.
that's why eating meat is a privilege. Um, and as well as that, another reason eating meat is not fair is because governments around the world subsidize um, farmers because they, they can't make enough money. Um, the d demand is so high now and prices have become so low because of it that you know the government subsidize the majority of earnings to to farmers to continue to keep the animal agriculture business afloat uh for many reasons really because the, the governments around the world have assets in these companies so if you just think of it as another company they don't want that company to go bust so they they want to keep it alive by shoveling money into it so if if they didn't do that and the consumer was solely responsible for the full price of the production and you know killing of a cow then a big mac would cost 12 pounds instead of four pounds and every time you go out and buy a big mac for four pounds that eight pounds still needs to be covered by someone and it's covered by the taxpayer so me so even if i you know abstain from meat forever I'm still contributing to you eating a Big Mac. And that's the kind of idea of ethical veganism is that you want to avoid um, you know, contributing to this kind of stuff. In the book, he talks about how he withdrew from his pension because his money was contributing to a company that was testing on animals. And the things of this, we have to pay our tax and we have no control of, of where that's um, being paid to. And... I think that's the worst thing of all, is that whatever we do, we're still contributing to the killing of animals and the destruction of the world, and it's it's not good. Um, I think this this just raises even more importance of why voting in political democratic elections are, are just as important as ever, because that's the only time where our voice can be heard. So, Bears Morgan... I assume you're listening to this. Um, I hope that answers your question as to why I couldn't morally sit back and let you eat meat. Because it's immoral and it's not fair on me and everyone else in the world. I hope more people will see veganism as the political movement that it is. Because will change the world and I think we're capable of doing that because I, I I like to think you know everyone who drives down the motorway and sees those big trucks and you can see you know the hundreds of pigs that have been shoved into this truck and the snouts are sticking out those little holes no one thinks oh yes nice thank you you know that's my, that's gonna be my breakfast tomorrow no one thinks that they they People have the ability to disassociate themselves from that. You know, we see individuals, we see another animal like ourselves who is heading to be slaughtered. Everything we do every single day has consequences. And I think if we make good decisions every day as best we can, whether that's, you know, morally or ethically or, or just, you know, good for us physically or mentally, then, then I think that's an amazing thing that we can do. You know, every decision we make affects the person standing next to us, I think. And, and if everyone had that mindset and was aware of, of you know, 
how veganism plays a role in that, I think the world will be better off for it. I think that's everything. Thanks for listening. Oh,